A blast in Beirut killed a senior leader of Hamas, raising fears of a wider conflict. That's where we're starting The Seven from The Washington Post. I'm Hannah Jewell. It's Wednesday, January 3rd. Let's get you caught up with today's Seven Stories. Yesterday's explosion in a suburb of the Lebanese capital killed Saleh Arouri. He's the second in command of the militant group's political office. Hamas confirmed the killing. Israel has not claimed responsibility, but a U.S. defense official said Israel's military did carry out the strike. The attack in Beirut has added to concerns that Israel's war in Gaza could spill over into other countries. Israel and Lebanon have already been exchanging fire across their border over the past few months of war. Today, the head of the Iran-backed militant group Hezbollah, Hassan Nasrallah, is expected to make a speech about how his group may respond to the killing. He has previously warned that such an assassination would inspire a strong reaction. Number two. Donald Trump appealed Maine's decision to ban him from its 2024 primary ballot. Last week, Maine's Democratic Secretary of State, Shenna Bellows, declared that Trump's name should not be on the ballot because of his role in the January 6, 2021 attack on the Capitol. Yesterday, Trump asked a judge to reverse that decision. A handful of states have ongoing efforts to disqualify Trump over his role in the Capitol attack. The cases hinge on part of the 14th Amendment to the U.S. Constitution. It says that people who have sworn an oath to support the Constitution cannot hold office if they engage in insurrection. These cases may ultimately end up in the U.S. Supreme Court, which could make a ruling to resolve the issue for the entire country. The first primary contest in Iowa is less than two weeks away. At number three. The president of Harvard, Claudine Gay, resigned yesterday. Gay has faced criticism since her appearance last month at a congressional hearing into anti-Semitism on college campuses. The questioning was led by the Republican representative from New York, Elise Stefanik. Stefanik spoke to Fox News yesterday and said her investigation into universities and their diversity, equity, and inclusion efforts would continue. There are deep institutional rots in these formerly prestigious universities, whether it's their DEI offices or whether it's their anti-Semitism that we see raging on college campuses. So I think the investigation is going to uncover much, much more. Since the congressional testimony, Gay has also faced dozens of allegations of plagiarism in her academic work. The incident has led some scholars to express their concerns about the influence of politicians and donors over universities, especially as Israel's war in Gaza roils campuses. Number four, a court ruled that Texas doctors do not need to perform emergency abortions. This decision came from a federal appeals court yesterday. It said that hospitals and doctors in Texas are not obliged to carry out abortions under a longstanding national emergency care law. This is a blow to the Biden administration's strategy to ensure abortion access. Federal health officials have invoked this emergency care law since the Supreme Court overturned the national right to abortion in 2022. Abortion rights advocates in Texas criticized yesterday's ruling, saying it could endanger women in life-threatening situations. Some scientists think 2024 could be even hotter than 2023. That's number five. 
2023 was Earth's hottest year on record, and the warming trend isn't slowing down. An El Niño climate pattern and record warm oceans are supercharging the decades-long warming trend tied to fossil fuel emissions. It means that in 2024, average global temperatures could for the first time exceed 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming above pre-industrial levels. That is a long-dreaded threshold for the climate, and it may be coming a lot sooner than expected. Number six, parents are being prosecuted or fined when their children miss school. One example is Tamare LaRue. She's a single mother from Missouri, and she was sentenced to 15 days in jail after her five-year-old son racked up 14 absences in about five months. Missouri is one of several states that can take parents to court if their kids miss school. These punishments come as absenteeism is spiking. Nearly 15 million students were considered chronically absent in the 2021 to 2022 school year. That's 80% higher than before the pandemic. And it means children are falling behind in their classes and growing more disconnected from teachers and friends. And at number seven. Lynn Littler by name, but right now arguably the biggest name in world dance. Littler takes the giant step into the world championship final, 19 days shy of his 17th birthday. England's newest sports sensation is a 16-year-old darts prodigy. His name is Luke Littler. Today, he could win what is arguably the world's most prestigious darts tournament on his first try. Littler has been knocking out accomplished veterans of the game at the Professional Darts Corporation's World Darts Championship in London. If he wins the final today, he'll have translated success at the junior level into sudden dominance at the highest tier of his sport in a way that has already drawn comparisons to Tiger Woods. Littler is young, but he's been training for this moment for a while. He says he started playing magnetic darts at 18 months old. He got a proper board at four, one with pointy darts, and has been playing in pubs four to five times a week since he was about eight. Littler says his young age does give him one advantage. He's too young to drink. And darts is steeped in pub culture. In a recent interview, Littler said his opponents may wake up with sore heads in the morning, but he is absolutely fine. All right, you're all caught up. But if you don't already listen to our afternoon podcast, Post Reports, please check it out. That's where you can hear my colleagues from around the newsroom digging in on exclusive reporting from The Post. Yesterday's episode focused on the U.S. economy as we head into 2024 and what it means for the presidential election. Just search for Post Reports wherever you listen to podcasts and be sure to like or subscribe to the show. I'm Hannah Jewell, and I'll meet you back here tomorrow. Tomorrow.